The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to MarTech Predictions Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about what the godfather of the MarTech industry thinks is going to happen this year. Joining us for MarTech Predictions Week is the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Brinker, who is the VP of Platform at HubSpot, which is a leading customer relationship management platform that provides software and support to help businesses grow better. HubSpot builds marketing, sales, services, and website management products that start free and scale to meet their customers' needs at any stage of growth. Scott is also the head of the Chief MarTech blog. He's involved with the MarTech conference. He basically created the MarTech industry. We're excited to have him here. And in addition to being our guest, him and HubSpot are also sponsors of the MarTech podcast. Yesterday, Scott and I talked about his first prediction, which is the reintegration of MarTech across multiple industries within organizations. And today we're going to hear about Scott's second prediction, which is the RevOp movement of 2022. All right, here's the second installment of MarTech Predictions Week with Scott Brinker from HubSpot. Scott, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Yeah, wow. I see you a couple times here in 2022 and a few more after this as well. You know, this year is flying by already. We got off to a good start talking about how the MarTech industry needs to basically go through some horizontal integration this year. We've been building our MarTech stacks for a decade, and now because of the digitization of pretty much all organizations, we're starting to have to integrate our technology, not just with itself, but also with some of the other business units within our organization, which actually dovetails nicely into your second prediction, what you're calling the RevOps movement. Talk to me about what you think is going to happen with RevOps and why is this your prediction for 2022? Well, it's actually a great follow-on to the session we had yesterday because yesterday we were mostly talking about the technology of like, how do we take that MarTech stack, wonderful that it has been, and really integrate it more tightly with the rest of the organization. But that sort of goes naturally into saying like, yeah, the nature of how things actually get done is technology is one piece of it, very often one of the smaller pieces of it. And it's really then about how do we align like process and people. And this is the thing about RevOps that I think is just brilliant is revenue operations. RevOps is really about taking a step back from the individual operations of marketing and sales and customer service or success and 
even depending on the nature of your company, uh, perhaps a product-led growth, certainly the finance department, all these different teams that for a long time had been in a mode where they would basically be throwing things over the wall to each other, not necessarily looking when they threw things over. It would just like, you know, lob something over. Someone, oh, oh. Sometimes it's a lead. Sometimes it's a grenade, you know, <laughs> just throw stuff over the wall. Which again, was fine at a certain time until we realized that in this digital world, this digital first world now, thanks to COVID, that yeah, customers are moving across our departmental boundaries so fluidly on their side. And they have such high expectations of a continuity and a consistency of the experience across these that you can no longer like have these gaps or these desynchronizations because your customers feel it. They just get it right away. You know, one of the uh, co-founders of HubSpot, Dharmesh Shah, has this saying I love, uh, your org chart is showing. (laughs) As a way of basically like any time when a customer is experiencing something that's like, oh, okay, you're telling me about like why this is a bad experience because of some aspect of how you're organized. Not my problem. Why don't you guys fix that? Anyway, so this gets us to RevOps because in particular, that triad of marketing, sales, and customer service if they aren't aligned together on how they're serving customers, how they interoperate among each other, how they're sharing the right data across each other, how they make sure they're like aligned on the same goals, that triad is where you really need that coherence. And so revenue ops is basically that level up above those organizations to be able to really bring the discipline of operations across marketing sales and customer service as a combined revenue concept within the organization. I agree with this prediction so much that we're creating a third podcast in my network uh, outside of the MarTech podcast, the Voices of Search podcast. We're launching the Revenue Generator podcast, which is basically telling the story of how companies are integrating sales, marketing, customer service, and their product organization into essentially a consolidated business unit. So one of the things you mentioned, the joke of, excuse me, your org chart is showing. I actually want, let's go open kimono for a second and talk a little bit about what's happening with large enterprises org charts, which is marketing isn't necessarily marketing anymore. Often the CMO doesn't exist or it's a trend that the CMO is going away and his lunch is getting eaten or lunch is getting eaten by the CRO, this this revenue executive that is responsible for sales, marketing, and often customer service as well. Talk to me about why this trend is happening and what challenges that solves or creates for organizations. Overall, it is a great movement for, again, the exact reasons we started out with, which is the customer is one solid entity. It's like, hi, I'm Scott. I'm your customer. There's not Scott, the marketing receiver, Scott, the like person engaging with your sales team and so on. So just having the company like really be able to match, oh, well, we are one company connecting to you as one customer is brilliant. I think where there's an, a lot of interesting debate is the degree to which does revenue, like our chief revenue officer, does a revenue ops organization, does that somehow completely overshadow the distinctions between marketing orgs and sales orgs and customer success orgs? And I think in some cases, people, depending on the you know organization, feel like, yeah, yeah, we really want to deeply subsume these. So you don't even really think of there being like a CMO. It's really, yeah, just the CRO or the chief customer officer is really the executive that's leading this. 
I kind of fall a little bit more on the other end of the spectrum where I do 100% bind having a chief customer officer, or chief revenue officer who oversees this, having a revenue operations group that connects the dots across all of these teams. But at the same time, I feel there is so much innovation and change and even discipline-specific, profession-specific skills and talents within marketing. And same thing goes for sales and customer service that I kind of think a more viable model for a lot of companies is to have very strong marketing sales and CS organizations that are then uh, yeah, provided a little bit more of an umbrella with revenue. But yeah, marketing still is a very strong identity and typically then a leader at CMO as well. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. I'll bifurcate my feelings about this separating MarTech into marketing and tech. From a marketer's perspective, I'm a little concerned about sort of the RevOps movement or the revenue team being the owner of marketing because my fear is that everything will be so sales-driven that we won't do some of the foundational marketing activities in terms of understanding who the customer is, building awareness, nurturing the relationships, things that are not necessarily directly tied to short-term revenue that the marketing team has traditionally been responsible for. And so the discipline of marketing, I get a little worried about when the VP of sales takes over as the CRO and now is responsible for marketing. Why were we doing all these trade shows and stuff? We're not getting any value out of that. Forget it. Just directly email people. As a marketer, that concerns me. As a technologist working in marketing, hey, great, we're going to be able to use the same systems and have the same data set and speak the same language and have the same KPIs throughout the entire customer's journey. That seems like a wonderful experience. So I think sort of the devil is in the details for how this affects organizations as we move towards revenue being the umbrella for sales, marketing, customer service. I love the alignment. I fear for the discipline of marketing. Do you feel the same way? Perhaps I don't even necessarily 
fear for the discipline of marketing because I think for most organizations, I don't think they will push it that far as to diminish marketing as an identity, you know, the capability within the organization itself. We'll see. This is one of the things about this particular moment in time in marketing sales is we are in new territory. Don't take away my awareness driving budget. That's all I'm saying. Podcast (laughs) advertising is still a big deal, please. (laughs) Frankly, even on the technology side, yes, getting aligned on things like our CRM and the data structures we have for that and like how we manage like uh, social engagement. So if someone is wanting to say something that's going to be uh, an influencer, you know, or user-generated content we want to amplify in marketing, that's great. But at the same time, if they're reaching out because they had some sort of problem and their first instinct is to like use the social channel, we want to make sure that same thing is like got a direct line into the customer service organization. So yeah, there's definitely a whole bunch of layers where I think unifying the technology and the systems is incredible. But I also recognize that, yeah, I mean, there are technologies as you start going down like all sorts of creative technologies, you go down like advertising management technologies that, yeah, it's really only the marketing department that's going to be taking advantage of that. And so, again, same thing. It's like you want to have this balance between the best of standardization so that everyone's singing from the same hymnal but also provide enough agility and enough room for specialization that the individual teams who have a certain capability that's really unique to them, yeah, that they're not being held back by that larger umbrella either. I guess my concern is when marketing folds into a revenue team, the focus is obviously KPI is revenue, right? What generates money? And often in marketing, there are exercises that we do that you can't directly attribute to marketing, but have value. I I did a podcast a couple of days ago where somebody talked about the difference between using a marketing attribution tool, which says our social ads and our PPC campaigns, our search ads are the ones that drive the most conversions. But then when you ask a customer who then signed up for our products or service, how did you hear about our company? The answers are, I met you at a trade show. I listened to you on a podcast. It's the middle of funnel things that make someone want to be a customer. And it's the bottom of funnel marketing activities that get them across the finish line. If marketing is being folded into revenue and rev ops, some of the times we're going to miss that non-attributable marketing activity that really actually genuinely impacted the user to become a customer. I think it's a valid concern. Again, I feel like there's two ways you address this. One is, again, continuing to have a strong marketing department inside an organization that does still have a chief revenue officer, chief customer officer, and a RevOps team. But the other is, I think it is really important for the RevOps team to be a true life cycle revenue ops team and not just basically be a, oh, we're the sales ops team with just a slightly larger scope. Not the hostile takeover by the sales team. Exactly. Like you have to have, you know, revenue ops folks who understand the unique challenges of analyzing what is happening upstream in our customer generation process, because that is a whole art form unto itself. Marketers have spent decades here now. We're still on a journey for it, right? Because every time there's a new channel or, you know, tactics change or behaviors change, it is definitely a moving target on understanding how all these upstream activities like feed in to a customer acquisition. But the same goes downstream. It's like really understanding that the interactions after someone has become a customer is not like, oh, well, the next revenue generation point is in one year when we ask them to renew their subscription. 
yeah, that is a point, but there's going to be all these other touch points to what things were like for them in this onboarding experience. So when they had a question for this here mid-year and how happy were they with that experience and how long did it take for them to get an answer and all these things that on the customer service and success side, they'd be like, listen, let's just make sure we are properly attributing these engagements that don't immediately impact revenue. But anyone who like looks at this process and then through the customer's eyes realizes, yes, absolutely, this is a part of making sure that we continue to get and grow revenue from these customers. Hopefully the direction we're heading is the customer lifecycle team as opposed to just the revenue optimization team. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Scott Brinker, the VP of Platform at HubSpot. If you'd like to hear more of Scott and HubSpot's MarTech predictions, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about Scott's third prediction for 2022, which is the advancement of no-code technology. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Chief Martech, that's C-H-I-E-F-M-A-R-T-E-C, or you could visit his company's website, which is HubSpot.com, or his personal website, which is ChiefMartech.com. Again, it's C-H-I-E-F-M-A-R-T-E-C.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S. SHAP. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.